Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. He is the superstar Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports on Twitter, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the Super Contest out there at the Westgate Casino. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're listening to this podcast, a lot of you like to place wagers. The place to place those wagers BetOnline.ag, using the promo code PODCAST1, you get a 50% sign-up bonus. And how about this, by the way, Steve? I actually won the PODCAST1 Sportsnet Challenge for this past week, which means I get to give $100 in credit to five different listeners. So I got to talk with the PODCAST1 people first to find out how I go about that or the best way to identify who those people are. I do know this from seeing other people do it. You absolutely have to, have to, have to, have to, have a bet online account and have to have used the promo code podcast one to be eligible to get one of those $100 credits. So if you didn't start an account yet, uh, do it ASAP and then check out my social media at Ross Tucker NFL so that you know uh, exactly how to go about getting the $100 credit. It was not a good week for me, Steve. It was an okay week for you. Got off to a really bad start for me. I had two units on the Dolphins, two units on the under, both of which were actually looking pretty awesome. I think it was 7 nothing. The Dolphins were winning. It might have been like 14-10. At halftime, the Dolphins are winning, or 14-10, they were losing. And then the second half, Steve, they just totally collapsed. Yeah, the Dolphins had played two games above 80 degrees at home. I know they're used to it, but still takes your toll. And that D really seemed gassed with only three days off with the Thursday game at Houston, and they collapsed. So you also got your – you got four units, Steve, on your teaser – it was Texans uh, 
one and a half. Steelers, two, a two-unit teaser, and then Watson under 27 yards. What was that again? Yeah, Watson rush yards under 27, the bruised lung, bruised chest. He had not been running the ball at all, and from memory, I think he only rushed once for 14 yards, so we won our prop bet on Watson rush yards under as well. Got it. So you won four units for that. I lost four units, which was rough. Then we get to the Sunday games. You put two units on the Eagles. I put a unit on the Jags, getting the three points. This is before I knew that their players would be going out till 4 a.m. getting $60,000 bar tabs. Meanwhile, the Eagles had an 11 o'clock curfew. Not ideal. And then the Jags didn't really play ideal, although they still almost you know, I only lost that by three points. But ultimately, a loss is a loss. Um, getting into the rest of the action, Steve, um, Todd Bergman who grades us, at L. Birdman, he had a question about whether or not it should be considered a best bet for the Browns and the Steelers. So I laid the 8.5 with the Steelers, one unit. Steelers won the game 33-18. So that came through. And he was wondering if that, combined with your teaser, two-team teaser with the Texans, counts as a best bet or not. And I don't... I wanted to get your opinion. Maybe we'll ask the listeners, too. I don't think you can count it. I think that they're two independent, separate bets. It would be like me playing excuse me, a first-half bet on the Steelers, and if you played the Steelers for the game, they are indeed different bets, so that cannot be counted as a best bet winner. Got it. All right. Well, that makes sense um, to me, so I will buy that. Let's go to... Washington and the Giants, that was a good bet for me. I put two units on the Redskins, and they were laying one point. That smelled like a funny line. That was an awful line, Steve. Like, I thought that was a bad line from the start. It was 20-6. to The Giants got another garbage-time touchdown. But what do you think they were thinking with that line? It's all about the advanced analytic guys that are looking at the underlying numbers. And if you just look at the statistics of the two teams, they look darn equal to the math guys. And therefore, they say, oh, the Giants are at home, and they're as good a team. Of course, those statistics lie because the Giants have racked up the yardage in numerous games this year. I can remember against the Cowboys, they were down 20-3, to and they got 10 points at the very end of the game. So they've done that in many of their games. The Giants' underlying stats look much better than the team really is. Keeping it moving, the Lions and the Seahawks, two teams that like to run the ball a lot, which is why I took the one unit on the under. That cashed in for me easily. It was 49 and a half. And the final score was 28 to 14. We both passed Bucks Bengals. Thank goodness, because of the Fitzmagic factor. We both passed Jets Bears. I put a unit on Carolina, and they were getting two points, and they beat the Ravens badly. They won by 15 points. And this goes back to something, Steve, that we talked about a little bit. 
I don't know if I've sent this to you or not, but Sean Grady, who was the tuckhead that won the free Madden last week. And by the way, I'm giving out a free Madden this week to somebody. All you have to do is rate and review the five shows that we have for you over at RossTucker.com and then send me screenshots, and that's how you enter to win the free Madden this week. But Sean Grady's from Australia, and he has a bunch of different extra ways in which he grades us, Steve. And believe it or not, I have actually gotten more bets right this year than you. But I don't do as good of a job with my allocation. So, for example, like I was right on the under, that was one unit. Right on Carolina, one unit. Right on Steelers, one unit. I was wrong on both the Dolphins and the under. Both of those were two units. So even though three of those four bets were right, my, my allocation's messed up. How do you decide whether or not how many units you're going to do? Well, it all comes down to how off I feel that the number is. So I make my numbers, and I look at what the marketplace is dealing. And so I've had a lot of success over the years at spotting the numbers that are off by the most, and those are the ones I bet the most on. Is there like a threshold that determines whether you do one unit or two units? Like how, how far off does the number have to be? Yeah, it's um, there's an art and there's a science. So the the science is that if I've got a game that's off by two points, usually that would trigger a bet at three points, then I would bet more than one unit. But then there are times certainly where I feel that the underlying motivation, situation, et cetera, is so strong that uh, I'll give an extra weighting to a play depending upon the circumstances. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Getting to the late games then, Steve, I put a couple units on the Colts against the Raiders. That wasn't looking good for a while, but the Colts pulled away to win that game by two units. And then we had a bad run. And in particular, I had a bad run. Let's start with San Francisco, Arizona, Steve, where we were getting a point as we, we, it was a best bet. We took the Niners. We were getting a point, and the Niners were up 15-3 to three in the third quarter. And so they gave up two touchdowns, I mean in the fourth quarter. They gave up two touchdowns, and I thought, okay, well, even if Arizona scores a touchdown here, they're going to go for two to be up three. So hopefully they won't get that, and it'll at least be a push. No, they got it, Steve. Stinks. And Rosen has stunk all year, and he led them to those two touchdowns. So sometimes you make a really good bet, and it just doesn't pan out. I saw in some places the 49ers closed a three-point favorite. So you get San Francisco plus one in the long run. You're going to be just fine, but not in the short run there. And then the one that was even worse for me, Packers-Rams. I had two units on the over. The total was 57. It was 29-27 with like three minutes left. Ty Montgomery bringing the ball out hurt me. Ty Montgomery fumble killed me. Even so, the Rams were about to get stopped on third down and kick a field goal to go up by five. Instead, no Packers defenders to be found. Gurley has a wide open hole. So I'm not going to get the field goal by the Rams to hit the over. And then he takes a knee. 
which is incredibly selfish of him to think about his team and winning as opposed to my overbet for my even money listeners, frankly. And then you got the Saints and the Vikings. I still feel okay about that one, Steve. I mean, the feel and fumble was like a 14-point swing. The Diggs interception pick six, that was a weird play. Like, we lost that one, but I don't feel like we were – I don't feel like that was a bad bet. Yeah, the Vikings, I I still feel completely the right side. They outgained the Saints by over 150 yards. They dominated the stats. You essentially give up a fumble six at the end of the first half where the Saints get in the red zone after the fumble, return at 60 yards, and punch it in. And then you give up a pick six. That's um, either a 21 or a 17-point swing, if you will, on those two plays. Too much to overcome. I did benefit, however, after I, I put a unit on the Patriots laying 14. Uh, that was not a game I should have ended up winning, but the Patriots got a late pick six against Derek Anderson to win 25-6. to six. So for the week, Steve, you were up two units. I was down three units, and we were 0 for 2 on our best bets which hurts. So we are now 9 of 24 on our best bets, which is really surprising and hurts. I am minus 11 units for the year, and you are back to the Mendoza line, Steve. You are even. Speaking of even, get even with your wife or significant other and spend some money over at RossTucker.com on a Ross Tucker football podcast t-shirt or any of the other awesome stuff that we have for you guys over there because it really is cool, almost as cool as us placing bets on the game. Let's do it, Bri. All right, start off Thursday night football. San Francisco 49ers are hosting the Oakland Raiders and San Fran. Uh, they are laying three points with a total of 47, Ross. So I got to pass the game not knowing the status, I guess, of C.J. Beathard. I guess he'll still play, but I got burned on that too many times last year. I'm not doing it. I agree, and even if he plays, who knows how good he will be. I know I don't want any part of Oakland, and that injury list for San Francisco, especially on the old line, just keeps growing with questionable guys. I'll pass. Steve, on to Sunday, Detroit at Minnesota. The Vikings laying five points. Our total is 49.5. Yeah, you know, this one is a little bit of a mystery to me because my power ratings scream Minnesota. I'm not really sure what Detroit's doing where they pick up their run stuffer um, and snacks Harrison, but then they let Golden Tate go. Um, And I normally would be looking towards betting Minnesota, but the fact that they let me down last week and this week, several sharp guys that I talked to actually like Detroit. I can't really understand why, but I don't really want to go against them. I'm going to pass the game. Got it. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings, and I'm going to put one unit on it. I, I think they're significantly better than Detroit right now, and I think they're going to win that game, bounce back from Sunday night. So I'll put a unit on the Vikings laying the five. Ross, the Kansas City Chiefs are at the Cleveland Browns. Eight-and-a-half-point favorites for the Chiefs. Total is 52. So that's the number that kind of stands out to me is 52. You know, the Browns' defense is not playing as well as they have. 
and and the Chiefs' defense is not very good. I think the game gets to fifty-two, so I'll put I'll put two units on the over fifty-two. We're going to go head to head. I'm going to go under the fifty-two. I typically when a team fires their head coach, they get a motivational bump. Everybody plays harder, whether they hate the coach, whether they love the coach. You get a team playing harder. But I'm worried about what's going to happen with the Cleveland offense losing Haley, their offensive coordinator, and, of course, losing Jackson. And now um, their running back, Coach Kitchens, takes over at OC. And I don't think that's a positive at all, short-term or long-term, for the offense. The weather's not going to be very good, 50% chance of light showers. And Tyreek Hill, the reason Kansas City is incredibly good on offense is because that guy is just incredible in terms of the speed and the way his ability to stretch defenses, I don't think he's going to play with his groin injury. He's questionable. I don't understand why you would play him in cold weather when you can probably win without him. And that's all. That's really my handicap is that without Tyreek Hill, you can't make this total 52. I'm going under for two units. I'm, I'm going to take away my bet. I did not know about the weather, and I, was, I forgot about Tyreek Hill. So I'm not going to bet under. But I didn't know about fifty percent rain showers, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna pass that one now. Thank you, Steve. All right, Ross. Uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore, and the Ravens favored by three with a total of forty-seven. I think this line's about right. I think the Ravens win the game. I think they're gonna bounce back from a really bad performance in in Carolina. I guess it just seems like the Ravens, the Steelers games are always close. So I I don't know that I want to lay three, so I'm going to pass this game. I'm going to take the Steelers for two units. You're right, Ross. This game always seemingly is close. 13 of the last 21 games excuse me, in this series have been decided by three or less. Obviously, if this game's decided by three or less, that's going to favor the team getting three, not laying three. Pittsburgh's a fresher team. They're off a bye and then an easy win versus Cleveland. Baltimore has not had their bye yet, and Pittsburgh, of course, with recent revenge, having lost 14-26 to in their home game against Baltimore. I think the Steelers win. Two units, Steelers plus three. All right, Steve. Tampa Bay at Carolina. Cam Newton and company, six-and-a-half-point favorites, 55 the total. Yeah, so very interesting with the Tampa Bay quarterback situation. I have waffled on this back and forth all year long flipping my position several times, and I'm flipping again. Fitzpatrick is the right choice for quarterback for the rest of the year, and the underlying stats of these two teams are basically almost dead even. Because of that, I'd have to look towards Tampa Bay. Uh, Not quite enough for me to make it a best bet, but I'll lean Tampa Bay. This is an interesting one uh, because Carolina's playing really, really well. But I do, I do believe in the Fitzmagic factor, and I do think that the Bucks will come out and play pretty well. I actually think the 55 number is interesting, the way these teams have been playing, but that's, that's a pretty high number. I would just lean Tampa Bay and lean to the over. All right, Ross. The Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Miami laying three points with a total of 45. So I don't love the Dolphins, but whew, the Jets have some major issues right now. Dolphins coming off a Thursday night game, coming back home. I, I think the Dolphins end up getting this win, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's by more than three points. 
So I'll put one unit on the Dolphins laying the three. Yeah, and Tannehill might play. I don't know if it makes that much of a difference because if he does play for Miami, he's not going to be 100%. I will lean with the Dolphins with the extra rest and the Jets and Darnold struggling so much on the road and their wide receivers, even if they play, they won't be healthy. So a lean to the Dolphins. All right, Steve, Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons are getting one and a half points at the Washington Redskins. The total is 47. Got to be honest here. I thought I was going to be getting Atlanta plus three in this game, and I was going to look to Atlanta off the bye with more energy, but I think I'm getting shortchanged on the line. I mean, Atlanta still has injuries all over the place, and the bye will help, but um, it's a kind of amazing to me that Washington at five and two is only laying less than the field goal here. i got to pass the game. Kind of with you on that one, Steve. That, that stood out to me as well. I don't really have – I think that I think that the Vegas thinks that the Falcons coming off the bye, you know, playing pretty well last time out. And the Redskins really aren't good enough to beat anybody by a lot, which is why I'm going to be hesitant to, to lay a lot of points with them. I'll pass the game also. Speaking of laying a lot of points, how about nine and a half? That's uh, what Chicago is laying at the Buffalo Bills with a very low total of 37. Right. And that's a weird, what's the team total there? If it's nine and a half, they're they're telling you that they think this score is going to be, what is that, 20, like 23-13, essentially. Um I, I can see that. Uh, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe the Bills were just fired up when I was on the sideline, Steve, Monday night because of the way you know they're, they're because it was a Monday night game, but their defense came to play. I, I don't know. Now we do think it's going to be Nathan Peterman at quarterback, and obviously he's been a disaster. But I, I kind of like the Bills getting nine and a half. I'll just lean that way though. And this line has actually hit 10 now in at least half the spots, so we can grade it at 10. And at 10, you know what? I'm aboard. I think the Bills played a great game against New England. They, you could make the case they should have lost that game 18-13. to 13. They were in the red zone twice at the end of the game, and the Patriots didn't sniff any chance of scoring. But, of course, the 84-yard interception return had it be a very, very misleading final. So if you can lose basically to the Patriots, you should have lost by eh, 7 to 10 points at most. You can certainly cover 10 against the Bears. Buffalo Bills plus 10, two units. All right. So, you know, so wait a minute. I'm, I'm doing a best bet now that I know you can get 10. That's the difference for me because I think that even if they lose, it's probably by 10 at the most, and then you'd push. So two units on the Bills, getting the 10 points. Let's go, Buffalo. The best bet. Next up is Houston at Denver. And the Denver Broncos, one-point favorites in this one, 46.5, Ross, the total. Yeah, I don't get that. Um, They just traded Demarius Thomas to the Texans. Texans played on Thursday night. I don't think Denver's very good. I'm taking the Texans two units getting the point. I, I don't. I, I, maybe I'm missing something, but I'm taking the Texans. I'll take those two units. Thank you. Yeah, this Demarius Thomas trade is very interesting because the two teams are playing each other. He might be worth half a point, um, so that makes Denver um, 
the adjustment to Denver, we, we docked them half a point. I don't know if we can add half a point to Houston because he has to learn the offense. But I think the psychology of the teams is very important as well, where Denver has basically set, said to their players, hey, we're sellers, and Houston has said, we're buyers. We lost Fuller, a wide receiver, and we're immediately going to make a move because we think we can win this division. So because of the psychological aspect of it, I think that Houston – is very much the side to look towards. I will put one unit on Houston. Let's have another best bet. The best bet. Steve, the Seattle Seahawks laying one and a half points at home to the L.A. Chargers, 48 the total. You know, the Chargers have the underlying best statistics in the NFL in terms of a yards per play for and against basis, and they're in a good spot off of a bye but Seattle is playing very well in Seattle. Arguably, they and Green Bay have my highest home field advantage in the NFL at four points. I just don't bet against Seattle when they're at home typically, so I will pass the game. Seattle's playing very well right now. I don't like to bet on teams coming off a bye because I feel like I never really quite know what to expect, so... I'm going to pass the game. I'd probably lean towards laying the point and a half, but I'll pass the game. Ross, Rams at the Saints, and New Orleans favored one and a half in this one. 60 is the total. Right, and I just think it's the Saints' time, and the Rams are not going undefeated. They're going to lose a game, and this is probably the game that they're going to lose. Tough spot for them. Saints' defense playing better, and I know that, they got some fortunate turnovers last week, but they've won a couple in a row. I'm putting two units on the Saints. I think they win the game outright, and point and a half isn't very much. Two units on the Saints. I'd lean to the Saints. I'm disappointed in the number. I really thought the Rams were going to come a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, the Saints' underlying stats really aren't that good, and they played four of the last five games on the road before this game, so I'm a little worried about their energy level. Maybe the spot is so big that that's going to overcome it. The Dome will be rocking. I will lean Saints, but I'm not going to best bet them. Steve, Sunday night football. It's the Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots. New England favored by six, and 56.5 is the total. Yeah, what is the Green Bay mindset after Ty Montgomery fumbles away the game and his future career with Green Bay as well, as it turns out? Um, I made this game six, so it's right where... I had made it, if I had to bet it, I think Green Bay is going to probably come up with another home run effort, not wanting to go below 500. And obviously, New England, even if Michelle, the running back, comes back, he won't be 100%. And they are hurting big time right now at running back because of it. So I'll make a strong lean to Green Bay in this game, but um, no bet. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I am curious about the Packers trading HaHa Clinton Dix and Ty Montgomery, the impact that that has. I do think, though, that Aaron Rodgers keeps it somehow under six uh, you know, in this game. So I'll put one unit on Green Bay getting six points. I wouldn't be shocked if they won the game. Finally, Ross, it's Monday Night Football. The Tennessee Titans at the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys favored by six and a half with a total of 41. Well, I like the Cowboys to win the game, but I don't like them enough to lay six and a half points. I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd probably still lean Cowboys. I'm that down on the Titans right now, but I'm not, I'm not picking that to happen. Both teams coming off a bye, which makes it weird. So that's it. 
Yeah, I was surprised that this line came as high as it was. I thought it'd be on the Titans. But, um, you know, there's a lot to like about Dallas. They completely overpaid to get Cooper at wide receiver when you're looking at the fact that they could have gotten, um, you know, Tate or Thomas, every bit as good wide receivers, and ha- not have to give up a number one. But um, the offense should get better with a wide receiver. And the defense with Sean Lee back now, he's had one game back and now a bye. So that defense should get a lot better. And because of that, I actually got Dallas moving up in my power ratings to my number 13 team. I'll still lean to Tennessee plus a six and a half. I love it, Steve. I also love everybody, and I mean everybody, that goes ahead and places a wager at betonline.ag using the promo code PODCAST1. That is absolutely the key. Because if you do that today, not only do you get the 50% welcome bonus, but you're eligible to be one of the five people that I give out my free hundo credits to. So if you haven't yet, do it today because I'll put out on social media and I'll say it on the Raw Sucker Football Podcast tomorrow as well. Exactly what I need from you guys in terms of being eligible you know, to try to get one of the five hundos. But I know for a fact you got to go to betonline.ag, and you got to use the code PODCAST1. That is mandatory. Question for you, Steve. And this is from Matt in Waterloo, Ontario. He got some Mountain Bow jeans, which is awesome. He made the deposit on betonline.ag. He loves my posts on Instagram of the food, at Ross Tucker NFL. He wants to know when's it a good idea to make a parlay. He's been placing individual bets and doing good with our help, but wants to know if it'd be a good idea to parlay sometimes, such as the point spread and the total in the same game. Is there any benefit to parlays? Matt and Waterloo, Steve. Yeah, great question. So in general, pros tend to avoid parlays simply because it increases your risk and you pay a little bit extra in VIG, meaning like when you play a two-team parlay, it pays 13 to 5. So you bet $100, um, and it pays uh, 260 if you win. But it turns out if you had just bet the first leg of the parlay, cashed the ticket, and then reinvested it in the second leg, you would have been paid slightly more than that. So you're actually laying like minus 111 and a half on each leg of your parlay instead of minus 110, which certainly adds up over the long run. But the time to play parlays is when you have a correlated event. So the most common correlation is if you're playing an underdog with an under, that makes a lot of sense. An example this week would be if you're playing the Buffalo Bills plus 10, you might want to consider making part of your bet a parlay with Bills plus 10 to under 37, because if the Bills do cover the plus 10, there's a much better chance that the game will go under the 37 points. Got it. That makes sense. I love it almost as much as I love the Even Money podcast and you guys. That'll do it, by the way, for this week's Even Money podcast. I really got to get this turned around, and hopefully this will be the weekend that I will. Make sure you're following Steve on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. I am at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And remember, of course, to go to betonline.ag 
and go ahead and get an account using the code podcast one so you can get a hundred dollars in credit for me potentially also go ahead and get yourself that free madden rate and review the shows no money necessary just about 10 minutes of your day and you're eligible to get the free madden if it is even 10 minutes other than that good luck everybody hope you guys win some money Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.